Welcome everyone to the Game Disc Podcast, the 219th ranked podcast about video games, according to an email I got from a man named Carlos. <laughs> On this video game podcast, we're going to talk about video games. Today, specifically, the video game awards and what we think should win and what we think will win. We're also got some news to talk about, and we're just going to cover kind of everything going on in the world of games this week. But first, I'm joined by my co-host, Noah SD. Noah, how are you doing mm-hmm. today? Kind of threw uh, the, did a little different intro, which threw, yeah. I, I knew I threw you for a loop, but I also threw myself for a loop because I wasn't sure how to segue into everything we needed to talk about, but. Oh yeah, well, I mean, it, it's okay, it happens. Um, yeah, but uh, the thing I'm, I'm really interested about is this uh, Carlos fella. Um, <laughs> just, uh, did you just some random guy named Carlos just send an email be like, hey, listen to your podcast. Definitely made my top 219 of video game podcast. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Carlos. No, it's, it, it was like a it was like an ad. Um, there's some there's like a uh, some like website or service. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called, which uh, but it's basically like it's an analytic thing that you can plug in your podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he was basically like, hey, you know, our analytics tell us you're the 219th podcast in the world about video games. Yeah, give us five I, bucks a month and we can give you more analytics. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, it's always pretty reliable whenever uh, somebody asks you for money in that sense. <laughs> I like, mean, I yeah. looked it up. It is a legit website. So I think we actually are. I think these are like real analytics. I think we are actually the 219th <laughs> podcast about video games. I uh, don't which know. Is cool. I'm pressing. I'm pressing X to doubt on that one. You we think we're keep... higher or lower? Oh, I'd say we're at least in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right uh you're right i think carlos was i think carlos was a what's the t- negging right when yeah like yeah i think carlos was negging us to try to <laughs> get yeah. us to give him five bucks a month yeah i mean this is probably my second favorite podcast that i listen to <laughs> wow <laughs> you're like I, one of the hosts is annoying i'll let you figure out which one <laughs> No, that that no, that's just me being the uh, PR mode. Cause once we're done with this, I'm like, I don't fucking listen to this shit. <laughs> oh, I guess that's cool. Cause that means, cause I I can see like our viewers, and I'm always like, yeah. oh, I wonder if this is somebody we know or is this a rando. And uh, it's good to know that that's one less rando I have to worry about. Yeah, but anyway, nobody's interested in us uh, patting ourselves on the back for being the top. Uh, what was it? Uh, three hundred nineteenth. Two hundred. Yeah, nobody cares about that. What? We do care about is talking about some games. So, Simon, you got any uh, video game news for us? Uh, yeah, we got plenty of news. So, um, before we get too far into it, I know I'll, just a little precursor on this episode. I know generally what our kind of thing is is uh, where we do like a top 100 games of all time, um, and we discuss a game and figure out if we're putting it on the list. We're not doing that this week. Uh, we're going to be discussing the game awards, and we're going to be kind of discussing um, what we think should win and what we want mm-hmm. to win. So kind of mixing things up and uh, we'll see how it goes but you're right Noah first we are going to get into the news uh it was a pretty big news this week obviously the video game awards was kind of the big news but um we'll go more into that when we get into our main topic um but first kind of a sm- I guess not a smaller story it's a pretty big story so Annapurna Interactive which is a pretty big um kind of like indie publisher they're buying 24-bit games 24-bit games is a uh developer based in South Africa They've worked on porting and co-developing 
several big Annapurna games like Cocoon, Neon White, and Mechette. Mm -hmm. Um, And Annapurna is buying 24-bit games because they want to grow the South African scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So cool. Um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but um, it's cool that they've they're picking up a developer for a very specific region for a very specific market. And if they helped make cocoon, then they're all right in my book. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like something that for people that played Alan Wake Two, remedy, their games are usually kind of weird, but in the newest one, they introduce a lot of things about Finnish culture. Like they really, add on to like a lot of parts some in the story but they're just two characters and their entire gimmick is essentially they're Finnish guys and the thing is when I was playing it I was like this is really cool and I really hope that as more game studios become more prominent we start getting more from other countries we really start seeing more of that country's culture inside the works that they present so obviously like Japanese games that's very straight yeah, they've made a couple games they they have made a couple um and i think america's also made a couple as well and but because those companies are kind of viewed as like the standard of those countries a lot of other countries they kind of just try to mimic them not necessarily in like a negative sense but they just aren't really giving their cultural vibe no, attached to their products and kind of so, like hopefully... hollywood like for a yeah. while like every kind of uh country's film industry was just based off of hollywood and then i feel like mm-hmm. based you know there was there was all kind of their little quirks but now mm-hmm. um with kind of the globalization of media yeah like bollywood is huge because their stuff is so yeah. different even like mm-hmm. um korean you know squid game was huge because it was mm-hmm. just kind of this weird thing so i think you're right yeah. i think that countries are starting to realize that um in media they their own culture is something different and they can bring a unique perspective and ideas and that everybody wins and we're all people in global you know we all kind of experience similar emotions <laughs> i'm a shadow man <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah, i'm a shadow man <laughs> yeah that is true that's the you know you, you're not, <laughs> I'm not so not well if you're a shadow man can you only go outside in the sun when there's shadows because shadows don't exist at night oh man i'm too sick to deal with this lore um <laughs> So the thing about being a shadow man is you essentially like you get to kind of move between shadows. So it's like when you're in the shadow, you can move freely. But then after that, you just kind of teleport to nearby shadows. So uh, by the way, shadows in this instance are essentially lack of light or absence. Oh, so... I thought you were talking about the uh, the hedgehog. Um... Oh, no. Um <clears throat> But real quick, before we move on to our next story, something real quick, a fun little fact so that you can say you learned something today. A lot of people like to make fun of Bollywood movies because the action scenes are very extravagant and out there. And the reason why is because a lot of early Bollywood films actually were just adaptations of their mythological stories. So a lot of like Hindu stories were converted into film and that's why their action scenes are so big because that's what they they were used to that in films because they were used to those stories and then just seeing them on the big screen had like these huge giant insane set pieces and such and yeah so they just kind of converted once they started writing their own stories so that's a fun little fact for those people who are interested 
Well, <laughs> thank you for that. That was a. Yeah. Now we're the 220th video game podcast. <laughs> um, it's like, well, we got we got out of the running because now that we started talking yeah, about foreign <laughs> cinema, they're like, well, now they're not really a game podcast anymore. I mean, we've been, <laughs> so far what this podcast has been is them bragging about being the 418th podcast, video game podcast, then a bit about video games and now Bollywood films. So yeah, yeah, we're uh oh, and Shadow Men and Shadow Men. Yeah, we're hitting everything today. We're doing okay. Um, we are we company are. that's not doing okay is Embracer Group. Dude. Um, they well, they're doing I guess okay. <laughs> so as you <laughs> may recall, Embracer Group, they uh, they bought a lot of things. They were growing really fast when money was cheap. Uh, money is no longer cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, interest rates are pretty high. So, and they lost uh, a two billion deal that they were hoping mm-hmm. to use to kind of secure funding. Um, so, when that fell through, the company has been kind of scrambling. Um, yeah. But they did announce that their debt—they were able to reduce their debt by one point four billion dollars due to some restructuring. Part mm-hmm. of that restructuring is laying <laughs> off nine hundred and four people. Oh, jeez. Um, so, I mean, yeah, good job saving a billion and a half dollars. Guess what, Embracer? You're gonna have to make money at some point. It's gonna be hard to do that if you lost a thousand people. Like I don't. Yeah. Uh, another piece of news that I don't have on here, but I guess I'll just bring up now because Embracer was gonna be the ones publishing it. Is mm-hmm. uh that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is like officially dead. Like mm. it's Sony's no longer attached to it. That was announced at a PlayStation showcase. It was a pretty big mm-hmm. deal. That game is officially I, dead. I believe it's not it coming opened out. a PlayStation showcase. If I'm not, if I, I remember I think correctly. You're right. Yeah, I think you're right. It was it was kind of a big, yeah, big deal, and a lot of people mm-hmm. had doubts because it was made by, um, I think, Aspire, who has mostly done ports. Yeah, and with Embracer, just in the shape it's in, that game is, uh, I that's it's not official, but a couple of months ago, Sony removed the game from its channel, and they mm-hmm. kind of said, oh, it's just a licensing thing, but then uh, Jeff Grubb leaked that it was, um, it's dead, dead. So, um, yeah, but I mean, Embracer's got to put out games. I mean, you can't yeah. make money if you don't release a product, so. I mean, and it's one of those things we kind of talked about. Uh, Phil Spencer earlier was saying the reason why Activision games aren't immediately on Game Pass is because they take time and they wanted until the deal was finalized. That's why he did it, because yeah. what happened with Embracer, they had this deal that was in the works and they were like, oh, we're going to have $2 billion. We can buy a lot of studios. Then the deal fell through. Now they're like, crap, you have to just fire a thousand people. So, yeah, yep. it's one of those things where, um, like you said, Embrace is going to have to make money eventually. I'm curious to see what they do or how they're going to recover because it has been a very tough road for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. But they've got a, you know, I, I mean, I'll, hopefully they've still got enough team that can release some software and make some money off of it. Unlike another company who is releasing some software for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Noah, can you talk about, I have no idea what this <laughs> yeah. is. Okay, so for those of you interested, let, let me set the picture for you. It's Saturday night. You're getting on your favorite game with your best friends. And you... You just got back from work, so you got a little snack, you got your package of Doritos, and you're over here talking, you're laughing, 
Then you start munching on your Doritos, and then one of your friends just goes, Oh, crunch me, daddy. And you don't realize it, but that crunch coming from the Doritos is they're they're picking up on it on their end. Because, yeah, those crunch, that, that can be a bit loud. But, fortunately, Doritos has announced that they actually have created some anti-crunch software. So, it's... They like to refer to it as the uh, crunch cancellation tech. So what it is, is it they used an AI to kind of analyze 5,000 different like Dorito Jesus crunches. Christ. And Thank then you. like... Okay, I'm, can... I'm not a huge proponent of AI. <laughs> I'm glad there wasn't a poor bastard who had to sit through 500 different sounds of chips being crunched <laughs> to figure out what is a crunch or not. So... So yeah, so what this is, is it's free software, you can just add it on, and then when you talk to your friends, when you start crunching on your Doritos, or technically any other crunchy uh, snack, it filters it out already, so they don't know it, and they can't make fun of you for eating. Nice. Yep. And, Thanks, uh, Doritos. So Truly Simon, doing the Lord's uh, work. So, uh, Simon, what, what's your thoughts on this? You always ask me my thoughts on stories. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, um, as somebody who <laughs> eats a lot of Doritos, um, mm-hmm. I'm happy. What's your that... favorite flavor? Oh, just the the original nacho cheese. That's the best one. Oh, okay, yeah. The, the red bag one? The red bag, yeah. Cool okay, Ranch yeah, is, that makes is, sense. You know, Cool Ranch is a, a close second, but they yeah. got it right the first time, and it kind of just... I had yeah. uh, like barbecue Doritos for the first time. Those things mm-hmm. are kind of gross. Mm. Um, but no, nacho cheese Doritos are actually like my favorite potato chip. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> well, they're they're looking out for you, Simon. They they're, are. They're they're like this is a guy. He he knows what he wants. He he wants his video games and he wants his Doritos and he doesn't want to be made fun of during them. Yeah, he I, I can't tell you how many times items. I've been playing online and somebody does say "Crunch me, Daddy." Only. Yeah. Uh, you know, the waking nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, nobody wants some crunch in their uh, voice chat. But and no, no. And somebody who will not have any voice chat is Anthony Starr, actor who plays mm-hmm. Homelander on the uh, the boys. And he will but he will not be voicing Homelander in Mortal Kombat one. Um, yeah. This is kind of weird because J.K. Simmons, who voices Omni-Man in the Invincible cartoon, will be voicing Omni-Man in. Uh, he is voicing Omni Man. Omni Man has been released, and that's right. Uh, furthermore, they've announced that John Cena will be voicing Homelander in the pack as well. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird that this uh, the the pack, you know, uh, these these were kind of the big characters from it, and mm-hmm. they're I guess most iconic uh, performer associated with them will not be voicing them. Mm-hmm. Is is there a reason why? Like, did Anthony Starr come out and say that he wasn't offered the role, or that he didn't want to do it, or so do you know anything con- about it? So they've confirmed that he will not be voicing the role, and there are a lot of theories. One theory is that now that the uh, actors' strike is ended, the boys is filming again, unlike Invincible, where oh, okay. J.K. Simmons can just. <laughs> hop into a booth record his lines for the season and be done maybe anthony scar anthony star's schedule is a bit more difficult because he has to arrive on location and he has to physically act a another theory that a lot of people have is that 
either he auditioned or they didn't want him to audition because this isn't actually the first his first first time homelander is in a video game he was also in a call of duty dlc and apparently his performance in that wasn't really great so yeah it could be that he's just not some you know some actors just aren't a great voice actor like uh oh what's his name simmons um whom is voicing omni-man in an animated series so it makes sense for him to lend his voice in another media as well yeah like uh peter dinklage and destiny was like it was like awful and he's obviously a fantastic actor some actors just can't do it so maybe maybe that's all it is hopefully that's all it is yeah um and um even furthermore with that uh megan fox is in mortal kombat 1 and she has had a very very criticized voice performance in that game yeah i kind of heard about that yeah so maybe that's a thing they were thinking well we already got flack for this voice performance we don't want another voice performance that will be under par so maybe we'll just get somebody who can do a good homelander impression but also be a good voice actor as well so nope there are i think you're right yeah there are a lot of theories but regardless and then there are some people who just say oh this is just ed boone messing with us i could do that too (laughs) by the way did you hear that crash um no i did oh yes i did i heard something what was that uh my dog uh got a pillow and was shaking it violently and smacked it into her crate and then scared everybody. So yeah, she's a good girl. Um, I thought something broke. I was like, what the heck was that? Um, cool. Yeah. I am. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> hopefully it is Ed Boon. Well, I guess, you know, I, I hope that whatever, um, Homelanders, you know, uh, whoever gets to play that character is is a good fit. And if it is, you know, if it's Anthony Starr, I hope he's able to do a good job voice acting. If it's not him, I hope that whoever is able to kind of pull off Homelander just as well. And I and I hope that uh, if they don't have Anthony Starr, the person that they do choose doesn't get too much hate for it because that is oh, yeah. unfortunately a thing that happens on the Internet. People are like, oh, I don't like this guy. And they might not have a bad performance, but because it's not what people expected or wanted, they unfortunately get blamed for it. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Yep, I agree. Another thing that's getting quite a bit of hate is Sony <laughs> has announced The Last of Us Part 2 remaster launching <laughs> January 19th for the PlayStation 5 console. Um, it's going to have some upgrades like dual sense integration, lost levels, a roguelike mode that'll let you play through uh, like um, yeah, a, a random assortment of levels as different characters in the game. Uh, and it will have, I don't know the price of it. I tried to find it, but because it like, I don't think it's up on the stores yet. There's no official price has been announced, mm-hmm. but they did say that it'll be a $10 upgrade for uh, PS4 owners. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> The Last of Us Part 1 didn't need a remake. The last, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're all just doing it to kind of get some extra eyes on stuff because if you really like the TV show, you're not going to want to buy a PlayStation 4 game for mm-hmm. your, you know, shiny new PlayStation 5 console. But it just feels so unnecessary. Yeah, well, this isn't even... Uh... <clears throat> Barring The Last of Us remake, The Last of Us 1 did have a remaster for the PS4. So that's I think that's just going to be one of those things with The Last of Us series. It's going to come out 
at the end of a console's life cycle and then they're going to remaster it for the next one i guess but the the i don't know i feel like the the ps4 one was different because you could the ps if you had the last of us on if you just bought a ps4 you mm-hmm. had no way to play the last of us yeah like the ps3 disc did not work there was nothing you could do if you just bought your brand new console you couldn't play one mm-hmm. of like the best games ever made so yeah. it makes sense that Sony wanted to come out and it was like it was like 40 bucks because mm-hmm. I remember buying it on launch. It was very much just like a port. They were like, we just want people to play this game. And that's all it was. It was like, if you mm-hmm. just bought your brand new PS4, here's the Last of Us remaster. And I mean, I our PS3 broke, so I didn't get a chance to play it. So I was glad that it mm-hmm. came out for the PS4. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it made sense. But the difference is, if you buy a PS5, you could just go on to the p the the psn and download that ps4 version mm-hmm. to play the last of us one okay you want a shiny new version for your ps5 i guess but with this it's the same thing you can you can buy the game right from your ps5 so to me it doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense it's not the same circumstance but again yeah. i think that sony just wants you know they want a shiny new thing for their hit new tv show so i i mean whatever i'm glad for mm-hmm. people who are excited for it i don't get it um I hope this doesn't, you know, ruin Naughty Dog's stock too much. If they're just kind of, I, I, I don't feel think like Naughty will. Dog's probably <clears throat> fine, even if people get angry at them. I think they're fine. I mean, yeah, I just wonder, like, at what point will it be like too much? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, there mean, are people is... who are there are people who are upset because they're like, you know, why are you guys working on this? Where's Where's factions? <laughs> that yeah. game mode that we've been waiting for for like you know quite a few years now and that's kind of my thing it is kind of weird how they've been like five last of us releases for only two games (laughs) like we got (laughs) last of us one last of us remastered last of us remake then last of us part two last of us part two remastered yeah it it is kind of wild like yeah and and especially like if you're you know if you again kind of going back like I think that if you need to like kind of remake some of your games, I think the Uncharted maybe needed a little bit more, you know, like Uncharted one probably could use mm-hmm. a remake, but whatever. Yeah. Or just uh, make like a redo the among. Well, they did just redo the Among Thieves. Yeah, which... there's a PS5 version of Among Thieves and Uncharted four. And that's the thing, too. It's like so you guys, you know, their whole output, <laughs> they're just doing a lot of remakes and remasters. So yeah it's it just it's just weird it's like this is like a very you know they're they're a big um like high profile studio like their games Mm -hmm. their games are big deals and so for them to just be like churning out these like cheaper remasters i just wonder if that'll kind of hurt their reputation but i don't know it probably won't like when last of us 3 is announced and whatever their new ip is Mm -hmm. people will still be excited for it but i don't know i I, i'm just kind of spitballing i'm just kind of yeah saying random stuff although maybe that's just kind of an acceptable loss like I don't know how. I think Naughty Dog, or sorry, not Naughty Dog, Insomniac, like the founders sold his soul to Satan and was like, hey, we're going to make a lot of games and they're all going to be really uh, good. It's, Where it's, it's like pure witchcraft. They've come, okay, look at this. <laughs> they've, they've come out with uh, three. Next year will be their fourth game <laughs> just for the PS5. Whereas Naughty yeah. Dog will have released two remasters in that same amount of time. <laughs> And correct me if I'm wrong, but was The Last of Us remake? Um, oh, never mind. Yeah, my mistake. But I think maybe this is just the thing. Naughty Dog does take a long time for these games, so they want these remasters just so they can have some supplemental income for them to yeah, hold themselves be. off. 
Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's one of those things where they are a, depending on your perspective of The Last of Us Part Two, they are a quality over quantity type of studio. So they don't want to make the people involved feel pressured because they they don't want them to feel pressured because like we need money and they want to be able to just create the game at the pace which is ironic because as far as i'm aware last was part two did have accusations of crunch correct yeah i no, <laughs> so. i think i i think this is more of a sony thing i think this is hey let's you know like i said let's get a shiny new version for our shiny new console after this mm-hmm. hit hbo show yeah um but yeah so we'll see good for people who mm-hmm. are excited i'll probably be passing on it you gonna be yeah. playing it or no? <clears throat> uh, I never played part two, so we're going Maybe. to have to see. No, I never did, and I'd like to just because it is one of the most polarizing games, at least when it came out. Of all, like it was an incredibly polarizing game. I'd like to to kind of get my take on it and be form yeah. an opinion, but um, I've not actually played the part two, so I'll consider it. It also yeah. depends on how much money it is, and. If it's expensive, maybe I'll just buy the PS4 version and then do an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be the way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Um, yeah, I'm curious what you think of it. I I thought it yeah. was fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of remasters that sell incredibly well, <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has fallen out of the top 20 for the first time since its release six years ago. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been in the top 20 sold games every month since it came out for the last 78 months. Oh, jeez. This is according to Circana. Um, uh, so in those 78 Thanks, months, Mr. it has Kena? sold 58 million copies, which is the second best selling Nintendo game ever after mm-hmm. Wii Sports, which sold 82.9 million copies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's the thing. This might actually still be in the top 20 games. Uh, sold for the month because this doesn't count digital sales. (laughs) This is just boxed. Nintendo doesn't release those digital numbers, whereas the other publishers do. So it is very possible that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was still one of the top-selling games of October. Um, And there's a very good chance that come holiday season, it will be back in the top Mm -hmm. 20. (laughs) This game just sells such a stupid amount. No. I mean, it's a good game, but man, well, I mean, that's and, wild. And it is included in like almost every Switch. I didn't specifically ask for the Mario Kart Switch bundle, but when I got a Switch, I just it just had Mario Kart Eight included. So I was like, okay, cool. I I guess this is what I got now. I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but I also don't think you're necessarily right because mm-hmm. um, I think I remember reading during Nintendo's like uh, last shareholder meeting, they said the OLED switch actually outsells the base switch mm-hmm. and the OLED one does not have any version that comes with the uh, with Mario Kart 8. Oh, okay. And that so. would make sense if that's why it's the first time that it was uh, dropping out of the top 20 because now it's like, okay... Um, it's not boxed in with the OLED, so a it lot of be. sales did come from that. It could be, but, um, yeah. yeah, just wild. Um, <laughs> and yeah, six and a half years is, is when it was in the top twenty. <clears throat> that is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
it's important to keep that in mind when you're talking about sales for game nintendo is just in a class of its own their game sells such mm-hmm. an absurd amount uh yeah i yeah. mean and uh spoiler alert they have uh two games nominated for game of the year this year yeah we'll we'll but, get to that oh we'll yeah. get to that and both of those sold pretty mm-hmm. well too i think i talked about that yeah, last week um all right on to our two feel-good stories of the week we have two this week the first one mm-hmm. is um mostly i uh, Noah, you actually put this one in it and you were going to get rid of it but i said no keep it because cocoon's great Mm-hmm. um the cocoon devs won the breakthrough award at golden joystick so the golden joystick i think is the, like the longest running awards um so it's a pretty big deal and the cocoon devs won it and uh you know kind of just for like a new developer um and mm-hmm. i'm glad because cocoon's great i'm glad that they're being in, in a year that was so packed with games i'm glad this is a game that is getting some recognition and that it's um these developers are being uh honored in a way that they deserve and they're not just you know kind of fallen by the wayside so good for mm-hmm. the cocoon devs yeah and of course the uh, breakthrough award is usually given to <clears throat> any games that display a very unique something that's not really found in most of the other games that year and it's always nice when it's a studio's first game gets the award it just shows like hey you got a good future ahead of you guys yeah no i, I agree i'm i'm glad um and hopefully those employees got raises for their good mm-hmm. work, much like Atlas did for its employees. That's right. Atlas, makers of Shin Megami Tensei and Persona, uh, announced that they were going to raise employee salaries by 15%. This mm-hmm. is on top of a 5% annual raise they give every year. So this year, employees effectively got 20%. Um, and they're also getting a paying uh, for performance bonuses. Um, so it's yeah I just kind of wanted to throw that story in there we've been hearing so much about you know all these games selling so well all these games doing so well and then these companies laying off employees anyway so we wanted to kind of bring some good news because there were layoffs this week I'm just not really talking about them yeah um, it, it got to the point where we do we really need to mention the late la- like oh yeah this studio they laid off this many people yeah. and... I mean we I, I probably will at some point if it's like a big enough studio just to kind <laughs> oh, of keep bring attention to it but I also I mean, want to make mention sh- layoffs earlier yeah, with Embracer, Embracer group yeah exactly <laughs> but I also want to sh- like kind of mention companies that are doing well um, mm-hmm. and treating their employees well because I I think that's important too um, so congrats to all those Atlas employees congrats to Atlas for kind of you know showing your appreciation and hopefully that means, you know, those employees are able to, you know, I mean, it's always nice to make more money and feel a little more appreciated mm-hmm. and probably put out some better work. Yeah. Um, okay, so that about brings it to the news. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing pretty good on time. I like where mm-hmm. this is going. All right, now are you ready to go right into our topic of the week about the Game mm-hmm. Awards? Yes, I am. All right. So first of all, um, so what we're going to do today is kind of just a fun thing is we're going to go through all the topics of the Game Awards and we're going to talk about what we kind of go over the nominations and then also talk about what we want to win, if we think there's any snubs, and uh, what we think will win. Um, so, Noah, <laughs> you and I are not real big on esports. We like watching them, but we don't follow them. So no. of, I'm going <laughs> to kind of round up the first one, two, three, four, five, six, five topics. <laughs> uh so the, fir- the, the first five is best esports event, best esports coach, best esports team, best esports athlete, and best esports game. I voted for Counter-Strike 2 for all of those <laughs> because I heard Counter-Strike 2 is really good. And it's cool that Valve put out like a, you know, a, a sequel to a game that was like very set in its ways and, and it's been received very positively. 
So Counter-Strike 2 for all of those. And I actually think it might win because of the reason I mentioned. But <laughs> um, Yeah, so for me, I just didn't vote for uh, any of those categories. I voted for Best Esport Event because I always vote for Evo. But I didn't really know enough about the other stuff where I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm just not going to vote for them. I'll let other people vote, which I'm guessing a lot of people actually did vote for you, where it's like, oh, this is the thing I like, so I'm going to vote for it. But I don't got enough of a dog in this race to vote, except for Evo. So that's the one thing I voted for. Yeah, so actually, I, you're right. I uh, I lied. I did vote for Evo as well. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I, I think that actually has a pretty good chance of winning. Um, yeah. Content creator, I don't have anything to say. I don't follow any of the people who won. Um, I guess I'll mention them. They were Cypherk, Spreen, Quack, Giddy, people make games and Iron Mouse. I think I've heard of people make games, so I think I, uh, I think I voted for them. Uh, um, yeah. Well, maybe right. once they get the uh, top five hundred and thirteenth podcast and video game related, then maybe yeah. we can talk about them a yeah, little more. That'll be cool. Two hundred nineteen, according <laughs> to Carlos. Um, so now <laughs> on to our kind of first real category that we'll actually talk about: um, most anticipated game. And we are going like from back to front, so because I wanted to save game of the year for last. So mm -hmm. uh, most anticipated game. Um, the nominees were Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, uh, Like a Dragon, Infinite <laughs> Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Um, I want Final Fantasy VII Rebirth to win, but I think Hades II is going to win. Uh, see, I actually feel like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to win just because... Obviously, the Golden Joystick Awards are different than the Game Awards, but Final Fantasy did win at the Golden Joysticks, and there is a lot of hype around Final Fantasy 17. So I think that's going to win. As far as what game I'm most interested in, uh, I'm actually most interested in Star Wars Outlaws. I am not a big Star Wars fan, but I think it's the only one that is like a new IP for a game and i'm always more interested in new ips than sequels obviously these games are going to very be very different than their past releases but a lot of them kind of have a foundation whereas star wars outlaws really not much of a foundation so that's why i'm actually most interested in that yeah no that, that's fair i, I am mm -hmm. i mean honestly these are all games i can see myself playing I, yeah. prob I probably won't really play like a dragon infinite wealth just because i'm mm -hmm. i haven't i've only played yakuza zero um mm -hmm. and i probably if i were to just spend time with the fighting game i'd just go back to street fighter six but um i could mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure these all be good games i'm excited for all of them yeah. but mm -hmm. star wars outlaws is probably yeah i'm excited for that game too did you know uh i read this i thought this was interesting did you know like a dragon infinite wealth uses a job system i i didn't but i'm not surprised i know that is like the main like gimmick is money so I, I didn't know it used a job system. That's but funny. In classic like uh, Yakuza RPG. slash like a dragon yeah. uh, oh. thing, they're kind of silly jobs. So it's like mm -hmm. um, like homekeeper and like surfer and like weird stuff <laughs> like that. So kind of fun. Yeah, um, it reminds me of uh, No More Heroes that also kind of did stuff like that. Yeah, kind where of. It was like, yeah, there's like trash collection. And I think there's a job that was like bomb <clears throat> disposal as well. Yeah, so that's kind of goofy little things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I was like, I, that actually made me more interested. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, on to our next category is best adaption. Um, mm -hmm. So the nominees are Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, 
Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. Um, I voted for The Last of Us, and I think The Last of Us will win. <clears throat> um, I kind of feel like Mario will win, just because... Oh. Yeah, I I feel like Last of Us should probably win, just because it is a phenomenal television series. But I feel like Mario will win, just because it has such a big like following behind it. And I feel yeah. like the people that are more likely to vote at the Game Awards, they will vote for Mario. I would say Last of Us, probably, that's what uh, I voted for. Twisted Metal, that would be kind of cool if it won from what I, I hear. Twisted, Twisted Metal, Metal. I do kind of want to watch it. Yeah, and especially because it got a crap ton of hate when the trailers first came out. So the fact that after it came out, people were like, oh, this actually isn't bad. Well, to be yeah, fair, that's... I watched like the clip they showed at like Summer Game Fest or the Game Awards, and it was like pretty <laughs> cringy. Like, yeah, Arnett as Sweet Tooth dancing to like the thong song or whatever. It was mm-hmm. bad. I was like, this show is going to be garbage. But I heard it's like kind of good. I might check it out. Um, yeah. I actually but... I'd probably watch all of these. You watched nah, Nocturne. Okay. I did watch Nocturne. Uh, I don't think it should win. <laughs> yeah, you weren't a huge I... fan. Just... Yeah, it wasn't bad but it was you said it just didn't was... feel like a castlevania show no it, it definitely didn't i think it's like episode three focuses on a character that really didn't have a role in the game and so it's like this just doesn't feel like and it got to the point where when richter belmont came on you're like oh crap i completely forgot he was in this yeah and the last minute is actually like the best part of the series by far but castlevania the last two seasons have been a little lackluster. So I think Mario's going to win, but I voted for Last of Us. Yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm kind of fine with either. I think Last of Us is probably a better adaption. Yeah, um, but I uh, just because but it's also I, I don't know, though, because it's like if you were to take away the Mario from the Mario Brothers movie, I don't think you'd be left with anything very satisfying. No, I but don't. at the same I time, agree. I think Last of Us is so much easier to adapt than mm-hmm. mario so it's like in some ways mario is almost a more impressive adaption because mm-hmm. last of us you, you just follow them like it, last of us is almost a tv show the game is, mm-hmm. a, is a tv show so it's i don't know i don't know i could see it going either way but um i, I think all of these are probably at least worth watching i don't know about gran turismo i heard it was okay mm-hmm. but um i don't i don't really know anything else about it but again kind of like i said I, I would probably watch all of these yeah i yeah i'd have to agree with that uh, you ready to go on to our next category? Yes, which is uh, best multiplayer uh, sponsored by Discord, correct? Is it sponsored by Discord? Is that sponsored what it by says? Discord? It's <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, so the nominees, <laughs> which just for those of you interested, none of the other uh, categories yeah. we've gone over so far have been sponsored by anything, but best multiplayer <laughs> has been sponsored by Discord. But we also skipped over all the esports ones. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, those are sponsored by whatever teams they They're represent. They're just all sponsored by Face Clan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love Face Clan. So, best multiplayer <laughs> nominees are Baldur's Gate Three, Diablo Four, Party Animals, Street Fighter Six, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I think I voted for Diablo Four. Uh, I don't know. I and that's pretty it... brave of you to admit voting for Diablo Four. It has fun multiplayer. Um. Okay. And it works really well. And it was, I mean, it's got the couch and drop. Party Animals is fun too. Ah, these are all good. Mario Wonders. Mm-hmm. I might change my vote to Mario Wonder. The multiplayer in that game is really cool. 
Yeah, this is this is a hard one. I Obviously think Street Fighter. I, I do like Street Fighter, but I feel like Baldur's Gate kind of deserves to win because the multiplayer in that game is completely different than the single player. Like yeah. Street Fighter Six, you can do the versus like AI, which then obviously Street Fighter Six has like a campaign mode, but there is also the local multiplayer as well, or the ones where you just uh, fight against the CPU. Baldur's Gate, though, that game's multiplayer and the single players are completely different. Whereas single player, normal RPG in which you talk to your party members and such, the thing that makes it stand out is the fact that everybody has their own class. So instead of it being like, okay, this is my character that's good at persuasion, now I switch to them, you have whichever person in your party who's good at persuasion, they initiate the conversation and talk to it. So... And then that way, it's everybody kind of does their own actions and can do their own thing. So I feel like Baldur's Gate probably deserves to win, and I think it's going to win because I feel like Baldur's Gate's also just going to sweep. The... Yeah, Baldur's Gate <laughs> is going to sweep. Yeah, I um, yeah. I think Mario Wonder actually. Par- so I played a little bit of Party Animals, and it was fun, but it is kind of mm-hmm. like it, it, that's just that game. So maybe yeah. it'll win because is it best? For outstanding <laughs> online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massive multiplayer experiences. I mean, Party Animals, it, it's all it's got is multiplayer. I think Mario Wonder is probably the best implementation of multiplayer. It's kind of mm-hmm. the same as like Dark Souls, where, um, you know, you can kind of get help from people. You can view basically what it works is like if you turn it on, there will be people running through your level and they can save you and they can also put stands. And it's kind of cool because like you can put stands where like a secret block will be, which might give hints. So it's a really cool kind of like it is a, a really good way to kind of add multiplayer to a game that isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I could kind of see this going anyway, but I think I haven't. So I did really well keeping up on all the games this year. Baldur's Gate is the one big hole. Um, yeah. So I can't really speak to that. I think you're right. I think this is going to sweep. And so it probably yeah. will win this category. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ha- And I think as far as my vote, I'm just going to go with Diablo 4. Mm. It was, it, I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, yeah. It's probably the multiplayer game I had the most experience with. So uh, that's why I've got to give it to it. But I, I fully understand if somebody feels differently. Mm-hmm. All right. So are we gonna um, next move on? topic best sports and racing uh ea uh, sports fc 24 uh f123 <laughs> it's a lot of letters and numbers a lot uh, forts, of f's and a lot of twos <laughs> uh more f's forza motorsport hot wheels unleashed two turbocharged and the crew motor fest um yeah only one of these i really played was forza motorsport so i did give it to that yeah and i think that that will probably win yeah, probably. I, I like that they put sports and racing in the same category, so then that way it's kind of like, okay, let's just get I these I feel like that with. was not by choice. I think there was really only three racing games, and they needed to <laughs> fill a category, so they threw in so, some sports games. They threw in uh, one sports game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree Forza's probably going to win. Yeah. Uh, all right, ready to go on to the next one? Yes, I am. So best sim slash strategy, Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin 4. Uh, my vote is 100% Pikmin 4. 
Uh, I loved that game. I thought it was really good. Um, ah, I think it's got a chance to win. I don't think Fire Emblem Engage will get many votes. City Skylines 2, I heard, was kind of broken mm-hmm. when it came out, so I don't think that that will do particularly well. Um, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp didn't have a whole lot of buzz, so I don't really see that winning. And then I don't know about Company of Heroes 3. So, But I think Pikmin 4 has a good shot of winning. Yeah, well, uh, Company of Heroes 3 on Steam has a 6 out of 10, so... Yeah, so I think Pikmin I... 4's got this one, and I think it deserves to win. Yeah, I feel like Pikmin 4 probably will win. The City Skyline, I could kind of see, just because a lot of people do really like Paradox Interactive, and I Fire Emblem, I don't know, I, I could see it in some other year if it was other entries in fire emblem i could see it because the people that like fire emblem really like fire emblem yeah but even but the people who like fire emblem are like uh this is a weaker fire emblem. Was, yeah engage was just kind of like it came it out mid. yeah it, it came out and then it got forgotten about i i honestly forgot it came out this year and yeah so i'd say i think probably pikmin 4 will win but this is the this is definitely the cat one of if not the category I'm most interested in, just because it's like, huh, I'm really curious what will win. Yeah. Nope, I agree. I think Pikmin 4's got it, though. I think it's definitely yeah. the best out of that. I think it's probably going to be Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, my, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Baldur's uh, Gate 1's going to be the best strategy. Like, yeah, strategy, we, just, so. we just want to make this easy on everybody. We, we gave it to Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yeah, which will also probably win our next category, Best Family Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the nominees are Disney <laughs> Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, uh, and Baldur's Gate 3 and with Gate uh, 3. nudity filter on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Super Mario Bros. Wonder uh, is both my vote and also what I think will win. Yeah, I, I never played any of those games, but I do think Mario Wonder will probably win. Yeah, again, I think it's just at a different caliber. Pikmin 4 was really good, but even Mario Wonder, I think, is just a big step up. Um, Sonic Superstars had kind of a lukewarm response. Disney Illusion Island, same. I, I think that it's going to really... I mean, if you look at just like the family, like very much focus on the family, Disney Illusion might take it home. But I mm-hmm. think in terms of just which one is the best game from these five, it's it's Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and I don't really think it's yeah, close. Yeah, I, I agree. On to the next one, your category. This Noah, is my best category. fighting game: God of Rock, you... uh, Mortal <laughs> Kombat One. Sorry, these are the nominees: Nickelodeon yep. All Star <laughs> Brawl Two, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter Six. Yeah, so uh, it's good to see that there's a lot of like actual fighting games. I remember yeah, last, last year, year Sifu. it was Sifu, right? Sifu, yeah, it got nominated, and people were like, "How? Why is this a fighting game?" Um definitely going to be between street fighter 6 and mortal kombat 1 i i think street fighters got it yeah i think so too nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 i've heard it's a major improvement over the first game but i feel like it's probably going to be street fighter 6 just because mortal kombat 1 started off super hot but lately with monetization and like yeah some people are like i don't know i could see it still winning but I feel like Street Fighter Six, it even if it's maybe not as talked about as much in Mortal Kombat, when people talk about Street Fighter Six, it's talked about in a in a positive light. So yeah, I think it's kind of. I, I I think it's hard to argue that any of these games are better than Street Fighter Six. 
mm-hmm. I think that that is the best fighting game that came out this year. It is the best fighting game that's come out in probably quite a few years. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's you know, it's not only is it great for hardcore game, uh, fighting game fans, they did a lot of nice changes to get it ready for um, newcomers. I, I Street Fighter Six is definitely the fighting game I've put the most time in outside of mm-hmm. Smash Bros. I really like it. I want to kind of get back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it'll win, and I hope it wins. Yeah. Um, this is my category. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The last one was mine. Now it's yours. Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, (laughs) Final (laughs) Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, Starfield. Um, I, um, real quick, I actually really like this category because they're all RPGs, but they are all incredibly different. Yeah, I think it's really the same thing. I was like, like, none of these games are the same. No, they're all technically RPGs, but. They're all completely different. Like Sea of Stars is a traditional indie, is a traditional styled indie RPG. Lies of P is a Soulsborne. Uh, Starfield is a Western. Final Fantasy 16 is also a Western, but it's more actiony than a lot of the other ones. And then Baldur's Gate is more of a traditional strategy. Um, I think you and me both have the same opinion. Baldur's Gate's gonna win, but we both voted Final Fantasy 16. Okay, so you even after so you. You would ra- so I haven't played Baldur's Gate three. Mm-hmm. You have played Baldur's Gate three and Final Fantasy yes. sixteen, and you would vote. You want Final Fantasy sixteen to win Best RPG over Baldur's Gate three? Yeah, you like it more because... as a game? So Baldur's Gate, uh, I've not finished it. I think I've probably put like probably close to forty five hours into that what game. What are you on? I think I'm on Act two. Okay, and I'm just wondering. The thing is, Baldur's Gate is a phenomenal game. It's incredible. But it is a lot. Yeah. And so I, about a month or two ago, I was like, okay, I, I want to take a break from this game. And I haven't really gotten back into it since. It's a very good game, but I just loved my time with Final Fantasy 16. Like, the big thing, FF16, was a lot of people shared this belief. It was like, when you get to the part right before the what's it called like the point of no return in the game uh, i think it's the end game like right before oh, i would have just called no, it the point no. of no return okay but yeah right <laughs> before right before you start the point of no return a lot of people that i've talked to were like yeah it was a game that i wanted to keep playing see what happens but i was so worried about the cast that i also part of me didn't want to oh yeah i hated every time i got to a major <laughs> yeah. story mission it was it was yeah. incredibly stressful and uh, I feel like that's the thing is maybe it didn't have the best gameplay, but I think just the how much that game made me care about its cast was phenomenal. So yeah. while Baldur's Gate, it was Baldur's Gate is a better game because it's kind of like some characters that maybe start off bad, they can become good. Other characters that maybe can start off good, you can make them bad things like that are really cool and i think that's awesome but i just loved the cast of final fantasy 16 so much that's that's why i got my vote yeah no i mean that that's fair i i'm mm-hmm. i'm glad to hear that i i pretty yeah. much ditto everything you said yeah um, but with that I, in mind Baldur's gate's gonna win yeah yeah um, no doubt and, about it and even like final fantasy 16 a lot of people are like well it's not really an rpg and it kind of isn't like you you really yeah. you know you can't really choose how to like level up your character no um but i uh, it's uh, yeah i'm clive rossfield you know became uh is like probably <laughs> one of my favorite characters in all of fiction just from that one game mm-hmm. he uh he's fantastic 
Yeah. Um, here is a uh, <laughs> topic. Uh, well, I guess no. Final Fantasy is not really action adventure. It's more just action. But best yeah. action adventure game: Alan Wake Two, Marvel Spider Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could see it going for Alan Wake Two or uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I think uh, Alan Wake Two has a better shot at a lot of these wins than people might give it credit for. Um, for me, uh, I, this is a tough one for me. I think I voted for tears of the kingdom. This was a tough one for me as well. Yeah. So, because for you, so for me, it's mostly between tears of the kingdom and resident evil four for you. It's Mm -hmm. Alan Wake two and resident evil four, right? Yes, that's correct. And I, I think I'm going to get, I voted for Alan Wake just because, Resident Evil 4, I loved it. It was great. This is something we kind of disagree on. I feel like as good as RE4 is, they have a template to go off of, whereas Alan Wake really didn't. So Resident Evil is like, okay, here's what we have. Let's keep what works, remove what doesn't. And I feel like that is something that has to be kind of counted against it, whereas Alan Wake is entirely a brand new thing so for that reason i my money's i gotta go with alan wake yeah so for me because it is tears of the kingdom versus resident evil 4 they are kind of to they're in a similar boat where they both refine (laughs) an existing game that came before but because of that Mm -hmm. they're able to make it almost a perfect video game yeah i think i do have to give it to tears of the kingdom um but it's close um Man, but I yeah, think just are, in terms these of these are like two of your favorite games this year too. So <laughs> yeah. having them both pit against each other is it's, very it's difficult. tough. And even Spider Man, um, I, I, I we'll talk about it when we get to the end and we talk about yeah. what we've been playing. I, I actually just platinum that today. Um, uh-huh. So and I really liked it, but I, I you know it is they're in a year full of just such good games. A game that I really liked just doesn't even make the cut. <laughs> like it's yeah. not even worthy of discussing. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike Tears of the Kingdom and Resident Evil Four, gun yeah. to my head, I think I'm going Tears of the Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. But man, Resident Evil Four is so good. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I I honestly I'm okay with going with Tears of the Kingdom because I'm just glad Resident Evil Four is getting nominated. I feel like a yeah. lot of people were kind of like, well, it's just a remake. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't even count for anything. <laughs> it's not just a remake. Like the island is the worst <laughs> part of the original game. And it is the best part of, or one of the best parts of. Yeah, I, you know, I this. still gotta go with the village. Village is always gonna beat it for me. But that's the thing; they're all good. Like, yeah, you know, there's never a bad moment in that game. I mm-hmm. love that whole game. Resident Evil Four Remake is, and I'm somebody who was an ardent like, this is dumb. There's no reason this should exist. Yeah, you really were. I was defending the game every time we talked about it because you yeah. were not. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I want them to do Code Veronica or even Zero or One instead, but I <laughs> not it, it won me. It's such a, it's incredible. I, yeah, it's I think it's the best Resident Evil game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't really have much to say about Star nope. Wars or Alan Wake. I do want to get to both of those. I don't know if I'll have time before yep. the end of the so, year, but I'd like to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you think? So, just a refresher. What do you think is going to win? What do you vote oh. for? Uh, I think Tears of the Kingdom will win, and I want Tears of the Kingdom to win. Okay. Uh, I think Tears of the Kingdom will win. I voted for Alan Wake. Fair enough. I think mm-hmm. if it Tears of the Kingdom doesn't win, it will go to Alan Wake. I agree with that. Uh, best now, action game. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say anything else? I didn't play any of these. You didn't. No. Play, oh, I guess you didn't. So I. Nope. So the nominees are Armored Core Six, Fires of <laughs> Rubicon, Dead Island Two, Ghost Runner Two, Hi-Fi Rush, Remnant Two. Uh, I think that. I want Armored Core to win, 
fucking mm-hmm. loved Armored Core. Mm-hmm. So for disclosure purposes, I only played Armored Core and Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. I... Hi-Fi so Rush I know might win. I feel like Hi-Fi Rush is going to win. This is a category I really like, kind of like Best RPG, because all of the games are They're all incredibly different. different. Yeah, like Dead Island 2, I feel like is a game that nobody expected anything, but a lot of people actually really, really liked it. And Ghost Runner 2 is just a fun, solid little um, fast-paced action game. I haven't played any of these, so I didn't vote. I think Hi-Fi Rush will win. Yeah, I I think Hi-Fi Rush might get it only because it came out at the beginning of the year and because it was on Game Pass, a lot of people played it before they got swamped with other things. And Mm -hmm. Armored Core kind of came out. I don't know how many people played Armored Core. Um, I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. And Hi-Fi Rush is just so unique. Like, just look at all these pictures. Which game stands out the most out of all of these? Yeah, no, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, they Mm -hmm. all do. All the other four look like they could be from the same game. (laughs) Um, but man armored core is so good yeah yeah so you voted for armored core what do you think will win um i mean the keelys do love from soft so i think armored core still might have a chance but i think that because a big part of it is like voting by um Mm -hmm. industry people i think that hi-fi i think more played hi-fi rush well it's industry people and also um gamers as well it seems like they definitely take that into consideration so i i could uh... see although to be honest i think hi-fi rush will win i wouldn't be super shocked if dead island 2 wins i people really people really liked it I know a lot of people liked it. I don't know. So nothing against it. Again, I haven't played it, so I can't say. But I um, I don't know. I would be pretty surprised, I think, if that won. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I just got a stupid uh, good. idea because uh, I kind of want to. I think I'm going to write down what we're all doing. Okay. Um, so what? category is this how many categories are left? sorry i know this is yeah oh, you're good um View all should categories. i should i go ahead and talk about best vr slash ar while you're doing that um first give me so you think that uh you th- i yeah, think so... that i am refraining from voting for best action game because i haven't played any i think hi-fi rush is going to win okay so yeah. yeah, go on to the next one while I'm doing this. Okay, so best VR slash AR. Uh, I guess this is now going to be the point where I do the podcast solo, which it's it's that's good because uh, this is a topic that I really don't know anything about and I don't <laughs> have much interest in. So we have Gran Turismo 7, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Snapseas. So, once again, I don't have a VR, so I haven't played any of these. This is going to be a kind of tough one. I feel like Resident Evil Village VR mode will win, just because anytime Resident Evil does a VR mode, it's always really good, really well done. However, kind of like with my opinion on Resident Evil 4, it's based off of something. It's not a new category. So I feel like with that in mind, maybe that's something people will hold against it. But 
Then again, maybe not. Uh, last year for best game, Genshin Impact won, even though that game came out like a couple years ago. So yeah, I think Resident Evil Village VR mode's got a shot. I do know a lot of people were kind of interested in humanity. Yeah, it's a game I, that... I was pretty interested in humanity, but oh. I still would give it to Village. Yeah, I Snapseas is a game I heard about. And that's it. Like, I remember <laughs> hearing about it, and I remember watching the trailer. I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. But I don't know how good it is. I honestly didn't know it came out this year. But which do I vote for? Once again, didn't really play any of these. Played Village, but not in VR. What do I think will win? Probably Resident Evil Village VR mode. Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree. Um, so I've got you down for Resident Evil Village for both of these. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Next category is best mobile game. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, mm-hmm. Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Um. Uh, I want uh Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis to win. Fucking weeb. I mean, it's just Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Did you play it? Uh, no, I actually, I actually <laughs> did a little bit. Um, oh, okay, never mind. That's good. Uh, but I, I feel like Honkai Star Rail will win. Yeah, I agree. I'm not voting because I didn't play for any of these. Honkai Star Rail is gonna win. Yeah. So yep. Yeah. Now, sorry, my dog is like going ballistic on this chair. Now here's another category that's kind of interesting, and that is the best debut indie game. Which Cocoon. the nominees, yep, the nominees, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Vemba, and Viewfinder. So, Simon, I think I know what your the game you believe will win, and also your choice is. But, Cocoon uh, you tell us. and Cocoon. <laughs> uh, Cocoon yeah. is really, really good, um, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people have realized that it is really, really good as it won best debut at the golden <laughs> stick awards so yeah um i didn't play any of these games honestly i feel like pizza tower is gonna win pizza tower was a huge oh, I did game a lot when it pizza came tower. out uh it was a huge game when it came out and cocoon it seems like it's good but maybe it's just because so much other stuff came out that it hasn't been the biggest focus Pizza Tower, though, I know when it came out, a lot of people were like, dang, this is really, really good. So I yeah. actually think I'm going to give it to Pizza Tower. That's fair. I, I could see it going yeah. either way. I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm hoping for, a, got my, uh, my cocoon. Yeah. Um, okay. On to the next category Best Independent Game. Pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Um, again, I want Cocoon to win. Um, but this one, I feel like this is a tougher category. Um, yeah. What do you, What are you thinking? I think uh, I think Dave the Diver all, might have it. Uh, I actually am gonna change my vote for best debut game to be Cocoon because if Cocoon got nominated for best independent game but Pizza Tower didn't, I think maybe uh, it has a better shot of winning the best debut game. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, okay, I'll change yours to Cocoon. Is a, this is a tough one. I feel like Sea of Stars. Like, it's between Dave the Diver and Sea of Stars for me, because I know both of them were really big deals. I feel like... uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe... I think... 
I'm gonna go with Sea of Stars. Okay. I I definitely could see it between Dave the Diver. I definitely could see it, but part of me is like, I don't know. I just have this inking feeling Sea of Stars is gonna win. No, nope. uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I think that it has just as good of a shot. I think yeah. all of these are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think Dave the Diver might come out on top. Uh, best mm-hmm. community support uh, nominees are Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Destiny two, Final Fantasy fourteen, and No Man's Sky. Um, I I gotta like skip out on this one just because I don't really know what makes good community support, what makes that. Yeah, one. this one's a little weird. Generally, this was always like best like multiplayer community. I'm gonna give it to yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. I feel like that kind of like that community is like actually very um, helpful. Uh, Yeah. So I, I don't know, like, uh, anyway, uh, Baldur's Gate's going to win. You think Baldur's Gate? (laughs) Yeah, I think Baldur's Gate's going to win, but now I have final fantasy 14. Uh, I don't know. You might be right. We'll see. But now we got the best ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. We got the, uh, Oh, I sorry, we forgot to read the nominees for best community support. So no, I did I did I really not say Baldur's Gate? Yeah, I said them all. Cause I said Baldur's oh, Gate. Oh, did you Cyberpunk. say No Man's Sky? Yeah, I said No Man's oh. Sky. I think so. Okay, all right. Yeah, no it, problem. Uh, if I didn't, Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, <laughs> Destiny two, Final Fantasy fourteen, and No Man's Sky. No, so, all right, no, you, you think Baldur's Gate three is gonna win? Yeah, I think Baldur's Gate's gonna win pretty much everything it's nominated for. Okay, I think uh, I think Final Fantasy fourteen. No, but, but what um, I could see. Final Fantasy 14 winning is best ongoing, which is Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Final Fantasy 14, as far as I'm aware, it's pretty much won like every time it got no, nominated. I think, I think it only won last year, and it was such a big oh, deal. Really? Yeah. Really? What what's beat it before? Well, I know No Man's Sky got I think, like, like best Genshin ongoing. beat it once. Oh, I did. I thought Genshin's first uh, award was last year when it won Game of the Year, Community Choice. But... Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna. Well, I want Final Fantasy 14 to win. I don't know. I don't think Apex will win. I don't think. I mean, is Cyberpunk really an ongoing? Mm, I, I think like... Cyberpunk will win just because it's like it's I going to. Yeah, just because people really. What the heck, dog? Oh, that's a that was a jump scare. Yeah, dog. Um, Come here. So yeah, it was. Okay. So Final Fantasy fourteen won in two thousand one, and I believe it also won in two thousand twenty two. So I think Final Fantasy fourteen usually wins this award. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I think Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven will win because of these games, it did kind of have the best. It had the best turnaround. It had the best yeah. comeback. Yeah, and and in 2023, like it had the best content. Like yeah. I don't think 14 didn't really have any content this year. Minus yeah. it's just normal stuff. And respawn is kind of dying. Yeah, uh, uh, we're not dying. Respawn's not, Apex Legend is kind of dropping. Fortnite's Fortnite. I I think it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I think Cyberpunk might have it. I agree. Um, I think it'll be Cyberpunk. Yeah, especially because people like comeback story, and that's what it was. Yeah. Um, games for Impact. The nominees are Space for Unbound, Chance of Sinar, Goodbye Volcano High, Tachia, eh, Terra Nil, and Venba. I think Tachia will win. Why is that? Because uh, that game was supposed to be really good, and it's made on an island. 
Oh, that's cool. Like the people, the developers like lived on this island for like, Oh, a year. that's, it's like a very specific island with a very specific culture. So, Oh, I actually cool. think it might win for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. I mean, it, I could be totally wrong, but I, I heard it's yeah. like a really good game and it, the people who made it really got engrossed in the culture. So, yeah. Well then in that case, I really hope that they, uh, they do win it. Is that your vote? Uh, I actually haven't heard of like any of these, so I am not going to vote. Who do you think will win? I have a feeling Goodbye Volcano High. I don't know why, because I've still kind of heard some stuff about it, so I have a feeling that'll win. Uh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm writing these all down. Uh, Alrighty then. Innovation and accessibility. The nominees are Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. I think Spider-Man 2 will win. Really? Why's that? That game's got it. I mean, Sony games in general just have a ton of accessibility options. Mm -hmm. Like, a ton. Like, you can change everything, and Spider-Man 2 is no exception, so I kind of think it will win, too. But I could also see it going to Street Fighter. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Hi-Fi Rush also wins because music is such an integral part of the game. But I don't I know if the game was super if... accessible. That's well, that's a, if it got nominated for innovation and accessibility, I wouldn't be surprised if that was something they viewed as really important is like how can we have somebody whom like is deaf or has a hearing disability, how can they enjoy this game? So, I wouldn't be too surprised if that is why it got nominated you might be right because that would be really weird if it's like innovation and accessibility rock band it didn't have anything and it was <laughs> a music game but we decided to put it on here for the walls so yeah i i don't really know what games what they did and i don't know what these games really did so uh this is another one i'm going to uh refrain from voting and i i could see spider-man winning because sony does take a lot of importance in that but i don't really have a solid uh, dog in this race um on to probably the category i actually care the most about this year mm -hmm. uh, best performance the nominees are ben Starr, who voiced clive rossfield in final fantasy 16 uh cameron monahan from star wars jedi survivor voicing cal kestris uh idris elba mm -hmm. from cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty Melanie LeBird from Alan Wake 2, who I'm guessing voices Saga. Mm -hmm. um, Saga Neil, Anderson. Yeah, Neil Newbon, who uh, was a voice actor in Baldur's Gate 3. And uh, Yuri I Lowen believe he voiced uh, Asterius. Okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have their voices on the page. Yeah. Um, and then Yuri Lowenthal, who voices er, Sorry, Parker. Asterion is his name. My bad. Oh, Yuri Lowenthal, who voices Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, I want Ben Starr to win, and he deserves yeah. to win. He has the best performance out of all of these. It's I don't think it's it's not close. Um, I don't think the he the writing uh, for Clive really created like an amazing character, and then he just brought it to life. Like I said, yeah. when we were talking about it, it, he became one of my favorite characters in fiction he shows such a wide range of emotions. He's makes jokes. He's sad. He screams in anger. He screams in sadness. He's laughs. <laughs> like he is a fully realized character. He gets sad again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, he Ben and Ben star, uh, just, yeah. Well, it, incredible performance. That's the thing too, is, uh, something that you actually told me was 
when somebody asked him about his most memorable scene, he talked about the scene where Clive visits his dad's grave because his own father passed away recently. And so he channeled that. His father passed away. Sorry to interrupt, but his father. So I went, I went to the, it was like a, it was at PAX. They did a panel for the voice actors and they Mm -hmm. asked like what his favorite scene was. And he, during, it wasn't like, Oh, around the time the game came out during recording, his like father passed away to the point where he had to take some time off from recording to deal with, you know, funeral arrangements and things. So then, and it was like a week after the funeral or something, he said, like it was an incredibly close amount of time after he buried his father, he has to go in and do a performance (laughs) visiting his father's grave. (laughs) And he was, and, but, and I think that, and maybe that's cheating, you know, maybe because he he was in this just emotional state, but like, yeah, for whatever reason I, I mean the performance he gave was incredible yeah for me personally i i don't consider that cheating and i think that's why he deserves because he gave a good performance but having be like the fact that those two life events happened so close together i feel like that does result in a once in a lifetime performance and that's yes. why i think he will win Will he win the he I think that's why he should win. Will he win? I don't know. No, I, don't I could think see so. Idris Elba winning just because Idris Elba also gave a incredible performance. And along with that, um it was he's Idris Elba. He's an A-list celebrity. I, yeah, I think and that yeah. I could also see Neil Newbon winning because his performance as Asterian is also really good. And it's Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's but. a shame. I, I I, mean, so to be clear, I guess I'm, you know, biased because I haven't played a yeah. lot of these games. Um, I will say if Yuri Lowenthal wins, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> he's a really good Peter Parker. But like, spoiler alert for Spider-Man 2, if you've seen anything of that game, you know it. It does the symbiote stuff where Peter Parker's a dick. Mm-hmm. Um and he just can't pull off like dickhead Peter really. Yeah. And it, I think that's just a problem that Spider-Man in media has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, you got to get somebody lighthearted to voice Peter and, or play Peter like Tobey Maguire. But mm-hmm. then when they have to do something else, it's very hard for them. Yeah. He's not as bad as like the like shocker. I'll Shut chase it! you to the ends of the earth. But it's like, there's a couple <laughs> of parts and I'm like, it definitely reminded me of that. So um, mm. But yeah, I, I, so, so your vote is for Ben Starr. You think Idris Elba will win? I do. I yeah, voted, I think, so I think Idris Elba will win, but it's one of those things where it's like, prove me wrong. Yeah, I, I God, I hope Ben Starr wins. The guy deserves yeah. it. He's yeah. such a fantastic performance. And it's I, the one thing I could see that hurts Idris Elba is he is such an A-list celebrity, so I could see people voting against him to be like. We want somebody who is a voice actor to win. Yeah, and you like, might be right, but then again, I think you're right that it's just going to go to Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so the next category was best audio... De- or was there anything else you want to say about performance? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, best audio design nominees are Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Um... I think Hi-Fi Rush will win, and I want Hi-Fi Rush to win. Yeah, that makes sense. It is a music game, so audio design is incredibly important. Um, I think Hi-Fi Rush probably will win. 
I don't know what makes good and bad audio design, but I do know that if you have a music game, people are going to consider that it's going to be an important thing. So yeah, I think Hi-Fi Rush is probably going to win. Okay. Uh, the next category is Best Score and Music, and the nominees are Alan Wake 2, composer Petri Alonko, Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. 3, composer Borislav Slavov, uh, Final Fantasy 16, composer Masayoshi Sokin, Hi-Fi Rush, audio director Shuichi Kobori, and The Legend of uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, composed by um, Nintendo Sound Team. Sound <laughs> Team. Yeah, uh, I like how they just, yeah, they're like, no, we're not giving anybody single credit no, for this. This was created by Mario himself <laughs> in, a, in a sound studio. Um, I want Final Fantasy 16 to win. I've played three out of five of these games, and I only listen to music from one of those three, and that is Final Fantasy 16. I... I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 will probably win, but I think Final Fantasy 16 might have a shot. I This is actually one of the few categories um, I could see Baldur's Gate 3 not winning. How is the music in the game? Is it good or is it kind of whatever? It's good, but nothing super noteworthy. It's not something I'm like, oh, this is incredible. It's it's good and it's fitting, but it's not anything special. Okay. Uh, um, so what do you What are you thinking? Yeah, so... For me, it was kind of between Alan Wake 2 and Final Fantasy 16. Does, fi- does Alan Wake 2 have pretty good music? Well, Alan Wake 2 has three phenomenal songs. Oh, by the Finnish are... guys. <laughs> yeah, by by the uh, Poets of the Fall or in the Remedy Games universe there, the Old Gods of Asgard. Three songs that are really good, and one of those songs is used for what everybody who plays it considers the best the highlight of the game, which I don't want to get into spoilers, but that song is great. I I do feel like it's probably Final Fantasy 16. I got to give it just because it's like, yeah, the the Poets of the Fall does kind of make it cheat, in my opinion, whereas Final Fantasy 16 was like, yeah, we're just going to do classical music, but it's going to be really good. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I hope that uh, Final Fantasy 16 does win because that music is incredible all of it Mm is uh all right no you want to do our next topic yeah or our next uh whatever what are we on uh category we are on that wait what cowboy i said category (laughs) oh i thought you said cowboy i was like (sighs) what is he talking about no we um no cowboys in here this is the best art direction where we got alan wake 2 hi-fi rush Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. This is a hard one. Because, this is a hard one. Yeah, like, Alan Wake is a game where it's like, okay, it really doesn't look anything special, but there are some set pieces that are just really cool. It's like, oh, this is unique. But then everything else has, like, such a unique design as well. Lies of P has, like, a ton of clockwork designs. And you you really like Super Mario Bros. Wonder art style. You've said in on the podcast you really like the art style for this game and how it differs from like the new Super Mario yeah. Bros. art style. Yeah, I, so, it is it is just just little flourishes like Mario leaving yeah. his hat when he goes um, through a mm-hmm. pipe and like just you know like some of the moves he does when he's an elephant and it's just the yeah every every um, frame of that game just oozes personality. Mm-hmm. but also like hi-fi rush is the same thing like 
uh, in Hi-Fi Rush, there's a beat, obviously, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. it's like a it's an action game where you fight where you're, you want to time your attacks yeah. to the beat and uh, your character is always snapping his fingers to the beat, little yeah. things like that. Or, and, and like everything is moving to the beat um and it's it just gives it it's just like a satisfying game to look at so i think i think Uh, hi-fi rush might win but i think i want mario wonder to win so i i could see hi-fi rush the thing is i'm voting for alan wake because it says for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation and alan wake has a really cool gameplay mechanic where it's like you walk into a room and you can like decide what you want the story beats to be and then the room changes depending on the story beats so that's why i'm going to give it to alan wake too okay and for which one do i think will win i could see super mario wonder just want to make sure just so they can like ensure mario wonder gets an award that is true it 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 is nominated for a lot but there's so far there's not really any that we think it might win and it's definitely Mm -hmm. not winning this category best narrative Uh, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, Marvel Spider-Man 2. What do you think, Noah? Yeah, uh, I think Baldur's Gate's going to win. I think... I think I'd vote for Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i kind of agree i think Baldur's gate 3 is going to win but for me it's not even close final fantasy 16 granted mm-hmm. i haven't played alan wake 2 Baldur's gate or cyberpunk no. but between spider-man and final fantasy final fantasy i and, yeah. and to be clear um spider-man does have a pretty good plot narrative um yeah it has a good narrative but final fantasy 16 like that, i that was just yeah that game yeah. It, it, you could turn that into a TV show and it would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was just, I mean, I powered through that game just because I need to see what would have happened next. Yeah. I've never been that worried about any characters <laughs> since like mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2. Um, and that was a game where the characters, like, you could die if you failed. Yeah, and this, like, I was just, I was gripped. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, Final Fantasy 16. Um, incredible. Um, mm-hmm. All right, you want to do the next one, Noah? Yep. So next one we got best game direction, which is awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design, uh, which the nominees being Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda's Tears of the Kingdom. For this, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. I think it deserves to win. Okay. Like, that game... Just I know this entire podcast a lot of times we've been like, oh, Baldur's Gate's gonna win this, but I think it should be this. There is a reason why we believe it's going to sweep. And it's just there's so many small, clever things. Like something I believe I was telling you about was there's a quest where this kid wants you to steal an idol. So what you can do is you can steal the idol, give it to him, he gives you money. Then if you can actually like hide from him and pickpocket it. And when you meet that kid later, you can ask him about the idol. And he's like, somebody stole that idol like when we weren't looking. So it's like the fact that they know gamers well enough to know people are going to try this and created options for it that they need to win best. They need to win game of the year. 
Okay. Best directing. Sorry, best game direction. Best direction. So yeah, do you, you think you think and want them to? Yeah, I okay. think and want uh, best direction to go to Baldur's Gate three. Okay. Um, yeah, I I think Baldur's Gate three will win. I would probably give it to uh, Tears of the Kingdom, um, mm-hmm. only because I think Tears of the Kingdom kind of set itself up like it, it is a direct sequel. It uses the same map, but it the um, abilities that it came up with. It's just four really simple abilities, but the way that they allow you to interact with the world um, and it it completely changes the game. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention they are, offer a lot of like really interesting ways to solve puzzles. But also I think it's a game that like it is in a way just as like um, imaginative as like Roblox or Minecraft. Like you can just like build whatever you want in that game. Um, and I think that that is like part of that is like that was their intention they wanted people to have a sandbox but it was like they're like okay here's your sandbox here's your toys do whatever you want but then they also filled in a theme park in the sandbox (laughs) (laughs) so it is uh i i think it uh i i wanted to win um you know we've been talking about all these game of the year categories and we haven't really mentioned tears of the kingdom at all but it is like Mm -hmm. an incredible game uh, that I think some, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a crazy year when Tears of the Kingdom yeah. is kind of getting overshadowed, which I think mm-hmm. is happening here. Um, but I, I think it should win Best Game Direction, but I do think Baldur's Gate 3 will, will come out on top. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. And now, finally, Noah, mm-hmm, Game the of the big Year. One. The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, kind of said everything I wanted to say yeah. about Tears of the Kingdom for the last one. I do want Tears of the Kingdom to win. Again, it, I, I so kind of to give my own, well, I guess I'll save it for like mm-hmm. our own kind of Game of the Year podcast mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about kind of our own feelings. Um, yeah. But I, I, I really enjoy this game. As somebody who wasn't the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild, I loved Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it's a fantastic game, uh, but mm-hmm. I do think Baldur's Gate three will probably win. Yeah, I would, I would like Alan Wake two to win because it's like thirteen years they've been waiting to get a sequel, finally have. But not only do I think Baldur's Gate three is going to win, it deserves to win. Like this is a game that when it came out, other game devs were like how did you fit so much content into this game? Like, that... that The fact that that was the re- industry response to it, that alone proves this is the game that deserves to win. See, I, I think that that's fair, but you actually... It's funny you kind of bring that up because <laughs> I think that that is... Um, developers were kind of saying a lot of the same things about Zelda. Like, how did you get the physics to work this way? So it's interesting that, like, we got two games that had, like, very similar <laughs> conversations just by just in terms of like content and scope like Mm -hmm. yeah like people talked about you know um how just yeah all the physics in zelda work so flawlessly um so yeah i mean it's i'm interested to see what'll win i think either way you know it's it's kind of hard to be mad no matter what wins because they are all just such good games yeah um absolutely it's I remember reading something that was like, even on Nintendo forums with like big fans, they're like, yeah, I wouldn't really be too angry if these other games won, which I think that just goes to show how good of a year this was. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, okay, so that's it. I, oh, actually, one more thing I do want to kind of shout out is I am I'm happy that uh, Resident Evil Four did get uh, nominated a for nomination. Game of the Year. Yeah. I know it won't win, but that that is a game that, like I said, it I feel like it was kind of getting overshadowed. A lot of people wrote it off because they do think it is just a remake. Mm-hmm. So, in a year full of great games, I'm glad that it got its yeah. you know it got its little time to shine. Yeah. Also, kind of funny. We thought Starfield was going to get nominated before the game came out. Which that then yeah, happened. It's like, we yeah, were... probably not going to get nominated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't blame it. It was. It got one yep. nomination for best RPG, and I don't think yep. it deserves to win that. <laughs> nope. Um. All right, Noah. Is there anything else you want to say? We did it. So I, nope. I've been kind of keeping track of these. Um. Do you want me to revisit it after the awards to see kind of how yeah. uh, close we were? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Sounds okay. fun. Cool. Um, so yeah, we'll revisit that maybe the episode after the Game Awards, which would be like December 9th or 8th or something. We'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Well, then let's just get into our last part of the show. We've been going a little long. That was a long topic, mm-hmm. but it was fun. I'm yep. glad we did that. A yeah. little shake things up. Um, mm-hmm. If we get more ideas for kind of fun stuff like that in the future, we'll we'll do it. Um, yeah. Noah, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Mafia 2 Definitive Edition. It's, like I said last time, I believe, it's a game. I played the demo a lot as a kid. I now have the opportunity to play it as an adult. And, yeah, it's a fun little game. And it's light action game, which what I kind of want. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, so, I, like I said, I platinumed um, Spider-Man 2 today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that game. I, you know, I think I like it less than a lot of other people. And I also kind of have a little bit of resentment towards it. Um, uh, you know, as we've kind of talked about all episode, we both really enjoyed final fantasy 16. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people kind of crapped on it because of the side quests and like, um, meandering the... nature of some of the main quests that yeah. felt like side well, quests. And also a lot of people don't like how it went full on action as well. That's fair. Um, but I didn't really hear most of the complaints I heard about were related to the story stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Spider-Man two does that just as much, but it's mm-hmm. main story isn't as good. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, I still really enjoyed it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I definitely think it's better than miles yeah. or, um, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I think it also does, you know, I'm a pretty big comic fan. I think it does a really interesting job of like mixing together all of these like classic stories like you've got mm-hmm. craven's last hunt the symbiote saga uh, there was one other one i can't remember what uh, well, and oh, correct God. me if i'm wrong but this is like the first symbiote story the first peter parker symbiote story where miles is involved correct i think so it's the first one i've read and that does uh, obviously put on like a very fun twist because now peter's mm-hmm. kind of got somebody who can you know hold him accountable a little bit better mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's 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 really good. Um, the the story definitely kept me entertained. Um, I, I do like they've got to figure out what to do with Mary Jane. I will say <laughs> they make her so I I really like they do something really really cool with her that I won't say. Um, mm-hmm. But I when it happened, I was like, oh, that's a really cool. But they also um, and her segments are more fun to play in this game. But mm-hmm. it is just like. The What's least the dangerous mission she embarks on in this game is attacking Craven's camp full of like professional mercenaries. <laughs> and it's just like, 
I understand it's like a comic book game. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like an action movie. People can do ridiculous things, but it's like, yeah, she's just a reporter. She should not be taking mm-hmm. out an army of Craven, the hunter's men well, like th- easily. Well, I think the other thing too, is why do they need to have a Mary Jane segment? Yeah. Like, I think cause they don't really just want her to be a love interest. Yeah. But, but and maybe it's just because they want like um, female representation, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I hope like in the, if that's the way they want to go, they need to either just go full on, like renew your vows, give her like the spinneret costume mm-hmm. um, or introduce spider Gwen or um, yeah. Silk. my vote would be spider Gwen. Cause I think that that's the most interesting of the, uh, of kind of all those yeah. characters. And the thing is like, again, mm-hmm. I like, I like her role in the game. I really like her arc and I like the way they mm-hmm. tell her story and how it resolves. I think it's all really cool. It's just, and even her sections in this game are not as painful as they were in the first one. But it's more just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, like I is, said, it's like, oh, go ahead. It just doesn't, just doesn't feel It doesn't. She's so like in the final, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but in the yeah. climax of the game, you know, that's like mm-hmm. big explosions. She has like a very, 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 very critical role in that. Mm-hmm. Like oh. her, Miles and Peter are like, all right, let's go save the city. And it's like, okay guys (laughs) like you are armed with a stun gun and a scooter um but uh, overall really good game i really enjoyed it um yeah really fun twist on the spider-man mythos uh and then the other thing i've been playing i did wrap up cocoon absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic game definitely recommend to everybody and finally um since i beat final fantasy 5 on my switch i've been playing skyward sword which uh in spite of that game's over talkative nature and garbage controls that game's a good, it's fun to kind of go back to like a classic Zelda yeah. that's a little bit more like puzzle solve and like uh, as opposed to, you know, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'm on like kind of the last major, not the last dungeon, but kind of the last one before the last dungeon. So, yeah, yeah, really enjoying yeah. that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we nope, get out I of here? I think All that's right. about it. All right. Yeah, we went. I think this is going to maybe be our longest one um all right what are you yeah. what are you plugging today noah um oh geez so i think i am going to plug in bakari sweat it's <laughs> uh for what are they for those of you who don't know it's like a <laughs> japanese kind of sports drink what i've been doing is i've been buying boxes of like the bakari sweat powder and been putting them in my two liter water cup you're supposed to only put it in a one liter water but the cool thing about that is then it just gives me more water but because of the electrolytes it kind of hydrates me a little more so yeah definitely go ahead and if you're in japan uh check that out go ahead buy some try it out and even just at a vending machine buy a bottle of kari sweat yeah i should i there was a japanese market um when i lived in the <laughs> bay area and i always wanted to try it because i was curious but i wasn't sure how it was what does it taste like does it taste like like if i bought a bottle of it does it i kind of assumed it tastes like sprite does it or no no it kind of tastes like um Tastes like Gatorade, but what flavor of Gatorade? That's kind of the trick question. Um, yeah, it's definitely a sports drink flavor, but it's got a unique taste. Maybe like Ramune sports oh, okay. drink. It's but it's not gonna be like Ramune yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not cool. bad. Like I said, I've been drinking a lot of it. Cool. Well, I'll uh, I'll take some because up. I. I need to drink a lot of water and electrolyte. When you take electrolytes with your water, it helps it digest a lot faster. So this is 
a way for me to get hydrated much more efficiently. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, then I will get us out of here. Uh, I don't know why it does this sometimes. Yeah, okay. It's not playing our outro again. No, uh, I can uh, go ahead. Um, do, 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 That do, will not be necessary. Do, okay. Oh, you got it working? Uh, <laughs> sure. No, it's not working. Whatever. Do, I don't know why it's going to do, do that. Okay. Do, I, do, no, I'll just do, put it in. I'll put it in afterwards. Do, 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 do. No. All right. Can I mute you? No. Um, all right. I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I'll just toss it in afterwards. Yeah. Um, thank you to Pecan Pie on Upbeat for our intro and outro. Um, also, thank you to Zach Robinson for our logo. If you liked this show please give us a subscribe or follow and a rating and review so more people can find us and we get a little bit more eyes on it we are still trying to grow a little bit you can find our previous episodes on spotify apple podcast and google podcast uh and you can find me on twitch at smesty um i'm assuming next week we will probably just do one of our normal episodes but if we get an idea for something else that we think will be fun we will maybe do that instead so thank you all Uh, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. You could say bye too. Oh, okay. Bye. Oh, sorry. I was planning on doing the uh, background music. Goodbye. (laughs) I like how you have to give me permission to say bye. (laughs) Go on. You can say goodbye too. (laughs) Y'all allow it this time.